You're leading me with a cloud by day, and then in the night, the glow of a burning flame. And everywhere I go, I see you, and everywhere I go, I see you, and you take my hand. You wash it clean. 
be all right with you if God has his best time with you in the next hour or so. No, I I don't mean feel good and think good and get happy and feel a little emotional. I mean sense that God is about to do something he's never done before. Now, I've been a student of revival for 50 years, maybe more. And uh, revivals don't last. No bad ones, but none of them last. They weren't made to last. And God never revives a revival. So I can deliver you from praying for another revival just like the one you remember. Now don't get angry at me because I may stomp on a few of your, a few of your favorite things. And, and uh, there's a danger in praying for revival that we so pray for something in the future, we miss what God has for the right now. What if we were a few minutes from the greatest baptism of faith a congregation ever experienced? I I just sort of have a suspicion and and uh, I 
respect my feelings about this. So I don't want you to be in a hurry. I'm not going to threaten to keep you a long time. But I, I sat for a solid hour this morning pondering what I'm about to say to you. And I just think, I just really think that God has something ready for you that's going to make you happier than you've ever been. I want to tell you, we who are getting older have a major problem in that we call the days that are past the good old days. And we can get stuck in the good old days that are largely by now imaginary. You can't remember them anyway. <laughs> and it keeps us from the here and now. And so, so listen to me as I just tell you what I've been saying to myself this morning. God is a right now God. He was, he is, and he is to come. Don't crucify today between two thieves. Yesterday is a thief if it robs from what God wants to do for you right now in this service. It's all right to remember what God did in the past, but it's not all right to get stuck in the past that prohibits God from being God this moment in your life. God may want you to make the biggest sacrifice you've ever made. You may be on the edge of the greatest season of grief and shock you've ever known. But God is the God of the now. Nothing is going to happen that will will weaken him and weaken the relationship with you. Because this is the thing I'm absolutely convinced of, that when you turn around, walk out those doors, it is God's will that you be in better shape with God and better shape with yourself and better shape in general spiritually than you've ever been in your life. You ain't what you ought to be. If you were, go home. You don't need to be here. And God every now and then wants to do something so huge that there's just no use trying to find it in the past. So would you take your mind off the past for a little bit? There's absolutely no church in the land that is more baptized, immersed, uh, prophecies flying around, and I deeply respect that, and I sense it when I'm in this territory. God wants to do a work here, but God wants to do a work in Washington, D.C. God wants to do a work in L.A. God wants to do a work in New Orleans. God wants to do a work in Allison, Texas. That's where I grew up. It's a ghost town now. God wants to do a work. 
Now, if you will let him do a work and not instruct him as to what you're ordering when you pray, God will be a little more interested. I want you to do something just like it. Let me tell you something. Hear this. In, two, in 1970, the month of February, revival broke loose in a church in San Antonio, Texas that I happened to be the pastor of. And God touched down and saved 3,000 people by conservative estimate in six months. He saved the nightclub owners of the biggest strip joint in San Antonio, Texas closed it on the same day they were saved. Shocked the whole town. They were saved on a Saturday, made their profession of faith on Saturday night, and closed the place on Sunday. God is not going to revive that revival. Because God is the only one who can outdo himself every time. So if you lock him into what he did one day in the past, you'll miss him as he walks by today. And so I want to assure you of something. God wants to bring every person in this room from right over here all the way to right over here and to those who are taking care of the children, God wants to display His presence, and if you and I will find agreement with Him, we will know what we're talking about. Now, I want to talk with you about faith. And I want to tell you that without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's direct quote from the Scripture. And if I were to ask you the level of your faith, you would look and, and, and you would probably give yourself somewhere between a B or a B plus, maybe, uh, on your faith level. But I want to tell you something about your faith. God says you have faith. God says you have his faith. If you miss this, listen to this. I've been crucified with Christ, Paul said, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in my flesh, I live by the faith of God. By the faith of God. You have the faith of God. Now look at me straight in the face. Here I am. Would you agree with me that God speaks the truth in his word? And I want you to hear this one. If any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. That is the promise of the Son of something he knows the Father is ready to do. I, I, I need to confess to you something. I'm, I'm just about half excited about that. 
I'm, I'm tired of praying and, and just weeping and, and just getting... I, I want to see God do something in the now. That all right? I've not felt like I feel right now in a long, long time. And, and I, I don't know what happened this morning. I, I fixed breakfast for my wife, and, and then I began to, to sit and ponder. And for she didn't really notice this. She didn't notice where I was over in the corner. Uh, a beautiful place we're staying in. And I, I was just, I was, I was frozen in, in this state. I, I said, God, that's wonderful. Would you let these people see what I see right now? And so let, let, let me go on a trip with you. I'm about to give you the master list of things that are true of you because you got saved. And when those come on you in revelation, you're going to have a revival. I don't care what it looks like, smells like, talks like, walks like, or how you can describe it, but you will have revival, and that will do till the big one comes. Got it? Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you some questions, and I'm not going to embarrass you by, by asking you to give me your answer. But this is what I want to ask you. How many of you have all the faith that is necessary to move God in revival? Don't answer. Don't answer. No, don't answer. How many of you have the ability? to behave in every situation. Thirdly, how many of you are absolutely certain that there is nothing that could happen that could break down your endurance to continue to be a Christian and walk with God? Don't answer me. Fourthly, how many of you know you have all the knowledge necessary to take the next step toward revival from God. Uh, this is studied, and I want, you to, I want you to answer it in your heart, but not, not to me or to others. I want, you to, I want to ask you if you have, at this present throbbing moment, the ability to bring yourself and all your emotions under your control. 
It's called self-control. Self-control. All right. Now let's, let's move further. How many of you know that you have ample ability to exhibit godliness? Or sometimes when you look in the mirror, do you just, you just kind of half disgusted about the last ungodly thing you did. I mean, the spirit of stupid came over you. Got it? Okay. All right. Now the next thing is this. How many of you know that you're loaded with kindness? You just exude niceness. And finally, how many of you are certain that you have ample ample love for the next season of your life. Now, I, I know this house is filled with, with uh, honest people. Get me some water. Thank you very much. Good. Um, I have just read a list from Second Peter chapter 1. And uh, I, I want to tell you, if you can bring yourself into agreement that uh, that you have what God says you have, and that if you have what God says you have, you can be what God expects you to be. And if that is true, you can accept the wildest imagination of that of which you can do. It will alter your life if you will believe this book. You have what God says you have. You are who God says you are. You can do what God says you can do. And, and you're sitting there and saying, I know that. Then why do you remain any longer like you are? when you could be all of this and we could be in revival. Okay, here we go. In the, in the first chapter of Second Peter, the most shocking, the most delightful, the most complete description of what a believer is goes like this. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Yeah. He has made us partakers in the divine nature. He has fixed us so we can escape the lusts of the flesh. 
and the enmity of the world. He has fixed us to love. He has empowered us to draw heaven down to earth. He has put in our lives the privilege of praying like this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Now. And when we pray that now, the God of the now does what God who is does when he is what he is. I'll repeat that, but I can't. never said it before in my life. But I, I'm getting somewhere, so go with me, okay? Now, I, I, I want to talk a little bit like I did last night. It's God in the now that bothers the devil. And when a believer gets in the nowness of God, something happens. And I think this is what happens. When we recognize that God is who he said he was, living in us, we can trigger his presence in us and through us, and revival happens. This is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm telling you that right now, sitting where you're sitting, if you will tune in, and we can all tune in to God, something is going to happen in every one of us that we'll be talking about next Friday. You say you, you're kind of talking in a mystery. I know it. So just, just help me find out what's next for, uh, that I want to say. Um, something's about to happen. There's about to be something happening in you. You're about to walk into a region of faith where you've never walked before. Because that has to happen with God peop God's people if we're going to see God do what he wants to do. So let's, let's just start with the issue of faith. So how's your faith level? How's your faith level? I'll tell you, there are faith, there are faith thieves all around us. If you'll watch television for a couple of hours today, your faith will be stolen. Your level of faith will go down. <clears throat> And uh, besides all that, you'll be half mad half the time. And uh, uh, Christians are talking about how bad things are. And it's bad, terribly bad. But it has been for a long time. And we're about to see a God in action that's going to change all that. And he's going to use you. You. So I, I just want to talk with you about you for a minute. No, not him. You. Don't look at him or her. I want to look at you. God wants to do something in you today that will absolutely bamboozle you and, and you're, you're, you're going to be in shock. 
and you're sitting there saying, oh, preacher, what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like it's going to happen. I just reread this morning the faith chapter in the Bible. What a chapter. It starts out something like this, you know, these in the faith, 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 faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So, just say that with me. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. If I have a little faith, he's a little pleased. If I have large faith, he's largely pleased. If I have faith, the faith of God, we're going to get together and see something happen that will stop us from cursing history and make us history changers. Okay? I'm, I'm just... I just tell you a preacher's secret. But sometimes when I'm preaching... I'm, I'm just messing around till I feel God come. So I'm just kind of messing with you a little bit. So when I've sufficiently mystified you, we can get on with it. Okay? Now, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we will be so careful in placing ourselves in your hand for the next move in our personal history and the corporate history of this evil world. So we just want to stop right here and say, would you mind, would you mind just zeroing in on the gathering this morning? And let every person in the house know you're here. And you want to do a monumental work. And you want to change lives, heal bodies, reverse ideas, and be God all over us today. Be ruthless with our self-lives. Don't put up with our suppositions anymore. Call us into account right now. I want to be better than I've ever been. I don't want to be stuck in an idea. I don't want to have a wrong theology that prevents you from being God. I just release your presence. You're wonderful, convicting, comforting, challenging, satisfying presence right now from one side of this auditorium, from the front to the back right now. Holy God,
you are here. We have praised you. We felt something as we've praised you. Now, come, Holy Spirit, right now. Cause such a change to take place in us that it'll be like a mind takeover. Like a, an absolute assault of your spirit on our lives. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Let me give you a passage of Scripture. I will attempt to preach on it about 10 minutes. And then we're going to see what God wants to do. I, I don't, don't be mystified. Don't, don't be worried. God wants to do something in you. So that's what I want you to pivot on. In you. And he wants to do something in me. These words Jesus left. Seek ye first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Have you looked at that lately? That is the widest opening promise in the whole book. And it pertains to the season in which you and I are living right now. Here it again. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So let's, let's get to the, to the back of it and come this way, okay? <clears throat> all these things will be added to you. All these things. <clears throat> Look, at, and, and let me be simple. All these things, get ready. All these things means all these things. Yeah, it's, it's what you're thinking right now. It's, 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 I'm, I'm having physical problems. Uh, all, the, all these things. I, I have a major problem in, uh, in uh, a relationship, all these things. I, I, have a, I trip over something in my life so often that I'm embarrassed about my Christian walk. I just can't get in order all these things. Uh, all these things. Now, obviously, he's making the promise, and he's the one who is about to become the arithmetician. He's going to add all these things. Now look, it is very obvious that what we've done in the world is create an alternative kingdom and are wrapping it in 
enough statistics to demonstrate its success, but it's a failure because it's not run by faith, it's not crowned by the power of God, and Jesus is not building the church, he's just going along with it. This is in the main, all these things. Now, I want to ask you, are you ready for God to start adding, but this time in perfect order? You can add everything to your life that, that you want, and, and it'll be good. But if it's not in order, it can't stay in order. It can't get in order and stay in order till it adopts the order that God has. I know you're looking for a place to say amen, and I'll let you know when you can. <clears throat> because I don't understand half I'm talking about anyway. And I'm, I'm used to that. All these things, say all, the, say all these things. You may have all these things necessary to live the, the life and walk the walk, but if they're not in order, the devil can do what he wants to with them and mess you up so bad you'll look like a person lost as a goose. Are you ready for God to reprioritize your whole life? Well, can I tell you that there's not a person here in entire perfect order. <laughs> and we call that <clears throat> disorder. And the God of order has no difficulty about priorities, and he is ready to reprioritize every person in this room. Uh, I'm old like a lot of you. I may be the oldest one in the house, I don't know, I don't care, but I'll tell you this, it's a mess to get old, if you don't have things in order, you're going to be, you're going to be distracted here, and distracted there, and angry here, and angry there, and folks, I want, I want a God like him to bring my life into order, I'd like that to happen just that quick. I believe it can. <laughs> I've never done this before in my life. Okay. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and all these things will be added to you. All these things. What does it mean to add? What does it mean to add? It means in order to put one thing after another in perfect order. And God's the only one that can do that. And if you listen to your society and abide by the ideas of what is ethical and right and what is good and denominational and religious and nice and pharisaical, you will be a mess. Do you have any idea what I mean? Okay, good. All these things will be added to you. God is the only arithmet arithmetician that's acceptable. And he wants to add. And he's about to do it as you give him permission.
Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, what, what's that? Well, righteousness is being correct. It is being right. Right thinking, right being, right doing, right talking, right everything. And it is a state of godliness to the measure that what God is in you, righteousness, transcends every other facets of your personality. Are you with me? Now, I know you're not going to say amen very much, but uh, uh, if, if you could just kind of nod your head every once in a while, it, it would encourage me that you haven't left me. Okay. Uh, righteousness. Now, we have righteousness as a, as a thing that is a collection of the reports of your behavior. And if you make a good grade, you're righteous. Now, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. <clears throat> okay. Now, what is the kingdom of God? There is evidence that the kingdom of God, as Jesus preached it, was lost before the first century was over. Read the report. Seven churches of Asia. They were a mess. One had lost his first love, the best one there. And just read the others. They, they tolerated Jezebel. They lived in a town that was run by the devil. And, and the last one was so tepid, neither hot nor cold, that Jesus wanted to spit them out. Wow. It's time we tried his idea, we tried everybody else's. And so, I, I'm going to pray over you before it's over. I, I prayed over me, and I, I want to include myself every time, lest I've slipped. But I believe that what God wants to do is to bring you back to Matthew 6:33 and cause you to be a kingdom seeker, consumed, captivated, absolutely assaulted by, and, and wrecked in a good way to be a kingdom seeker. That command, that suggestion has never been withdrawn. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What is the kingdom of God? All right, here it is. This is the biblical definition. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It is not stuff that you do, whether it's religious or mundane of any kind. Uh, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, that's what it is. You, you can operate all you want to in that and try to give it a biblical frame. It's a mystery to me, but that's what I want. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
Now, in the Holy Spirit is the only place you can find it. He's the only one that can start it, the only one that can continue it, and the only one that can crown it. So we're in the Holy Ghost business all the way, folks. And when the Holy Spirit gets loose, weird things happen that will shock every church alive. Yeah. I mean, are you aware that when God begins to move by the power of His Spirit, He first begins to assault and insult the mind in order to reveal the heart? <clears throat> Have you been in any of these revivals? Did you go to, did you go to, well, just name it. I mean, several in our day. Did you go to, did you go to Canada? The, the animal sounds and people falling everywhere and, and, and everything happening. And, uh, well, that couldn't be God. Who are you, God? Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Now, folks, if all these things aren't happening, we need what God does when God does what God does. Are you with me? So let's, let's just for a minute forget everything that's happened in the past. What God is about to do is going to be more severe, more extreme than any of those and all of them put together. But wouldn't that be weird? The devil's doing exactly that right now. And everybody's letting him get by with it. But when God begins to do it, the religious folks will out yell him and stop him in his tracks and say to the church, let's get back to the good old days when we were dead and unbothered. My, 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 my. I'm going to bring this thing to a landing in uh, probably 15 minutes, maybe quicker. <clears throat> Seek first. Let me ask you a question. Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? I'm going to tell you, I've been waking up every day lately saying, hey, am I seeking first the kingdom of God? I am under divine mandate to seek the kingdom first. All day long, all night long, in my life, that is my command. God has ordered me through Jesus Christ, his son, to seek his kingdom first. Now, what's that going to look like? Okay. When you got a second, seek the kingdom. When you have a doubt, seek the kingdom. When you wake up, seek the kingdom. Just before you go to sleep, seek the kingdom. And here's the way it'll work. Right now is all you've got. What you going to do right now? Now, right now, a while ago, was in a while. And so what are you going to do this instant? Oh. All right. It's not right now anymore. It was after a while, just then. 
What's he going to do now? What's that going to look like? When Paul said, pray without ceasing, he wasn't talking about praying all the time. He was talking about being so conscious of the privilege and power of prayer that every time you had a second to think, you sought it. You did it. You jumped on it. You, you, uh, when something that otherwise would have uh, undone your life, suddenly you were drawn back to first, 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 first. And all day you've sought first. And every day you've found the kingdom. It didn't mean to seek it as if you'd lost it. It means to seek it because you found it and you need more of it if you're going to live in victory. Now, just let me ask you a question. Are you conscious that you're being taken somewhere? I'm not playing with you. Uh, I really respect you. And I respect your pastor. But wouldn't it just be fun if God did something today that just absolute, and it began to get out? You know, that church over there, where those preachers and those folks are buried and, and uh, prophecies all over that place and every once in a while somebody comes in and says, okay, I'm, I'm here to bring it back. And uh, you, you watch anybody that says that, okay? Just be real careful to avoid them every time you have a chance. <clears throat> but wouldn't it be something to say, have you heard what's happening? Over in Moravian Falls? No, what? I don't know. It doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. And suddenly, a people began to seek first the kingdom of God and live in the expectation that whatever seeking the kingdom looked like. It's happening here. And that's what I want. That's why I'm here. Okay? Now let me see what else God wants said. Hmm. I like that. Ask of me, and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. Did you know that was back there? Have you asked him? Yeah? Okay, good. Have you taken possession? Okay, good. You see, <clears throat> you can be under a promise to which you have said yes. But you may have to live in that promise a little longer until you understand that faith is in a God who is in the now. Right now. So I want to tell you a little story about a healing I had over 40 years ago. 
I was an asthmatic. <clears throat> it wasn't a bad case. It was just a, a, uh, a now and then. I would go into an asthmatic attack in one of two ways. Cold air could hit my vocal cords, <clears throat> and I would begin to wheeze and would have asthma. And when I laughed excessively, laughter requires oxygen, more oxygen, and uh, I would have asthma. And when I had asthma attack, I had a little asthmanephrin canister. I had about three sprays in my mouth, and it would be over. <clears throat> At the time, I was writing a book called Much More. I'd become convinced after being filled with the Spirit that you can be filled, but you need to be filled again fuller tomorrow than you were today. And God's never through filling you. He just loves to fill you. He wants to put you on the, on the pipeline. And every once in a while, clean out the pipeline. Best illustration of this I ever saw, I was visiting. I used to visit Alaska every, uh, every other year. I studied that pipeline. The pipeline is four feet in diameter, four feet. And every once in a while, it gets sludged up. And they have this machine uh, every, every few miles that is weird looking. It's uh, round and, and uh, oblong. And what they do is they open the pipeline, shut it down temporarily, and put that thing in. It's called a pig. And uh, it is driven as they turn the oil back on to turn rapidly. And it goes down the pipeline, cleaning out the, the sludge and opening the pipeline to a fool, and, 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 and that's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Let the Spirit flow through you. He didn't fill you to fill you. He filled you to let you slosh all over everybody else and run down the valley and cover the valley and people filled with the Spirit. And, and, and so uh, that's how it was working. And so I said... Uh, I, I got asthma that night. I got asthma that night. And uh, I, I said, Lord, and, and he, he beat me to it. He said, I want to heal you of your asthma. What? I think that'd be nice. And what happened was, just what happened is I paused. Nothing. I said, God, you said you wanted to, but I still have asthma. He said, you believe I want to? I said, you just told me you wanted to. He said, you have to believe more than that. Would you believe that I can? Oh, I don't have any doubt about it. I mean, your faith is perfect here. God can. God can do it. And I said, okay, you can. I believe you can. We're, 
Yeah, I believe you want to, believe you can. He said, you need to believe more than that. I said, okay, I'm ready. He said, I want you to believe that I will. I said, you just told me you would. And you told me, and I believe that, and you said you can. And, and I believe that, and now you, you tell me you will, and uh, I, I believe you will. <laughs> I had asthma. Now, this is vital. He said, you have to believe something else. I said, well, quick, what is it? He said, I want you to believe that I have. What would you have answered? I said, I'll be happy to when you do. <laughs> now, this is the greatest thing I learned about faith. Faith believes he wants to. Faith believes he can. Faith believes he will. And real faith is crowned when we believe he has. Now, wait. Faith comes by and hearing by the... All right. Now, the, the, the operative at work in this whole thing is faith. A faith that believes he wants to, that he can, that he will, and that he has. Now, here's the rest of my story. I said, uh, oh, he said, it's not the way it works. I said, how so? He said, uh, no, you don't wait to have faith until I do what I said I'd do. And then he tied me to a scripture Whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you have received it and you will have it. He said, wait just a minute. That's double talk. It may be double talk, but it's the way God does business. So here's what happened. It was November. I had my medicine with me. I've driven 100 miles just to get my medicine. And I had it with me. So I, I said, okay, God, what, what, what shall I do to voice faith that you have when you haven't? See, he hadn't, but he had. Crazy, isn't it? No, it's God. So I said, <clears throat> okay, hallelujah, I'm healed. But I'm not. And so I got ready to go to bed. Went to bed. Swept the little asthmanephrine bottle in my left hand. God said, hold it. What you doing? I said, well, 
He said, what's that in your hand? I said, well, it's asthma medicine. Thought you were healed. Well, um, maybe this is just in case. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Put the thing down. Got in bed. Hallelujah, I'm healed. Hallelujah, I'm healed. A dozen times over the next few hours. Look at me. Woke up next morning. I have never had asthma since then. You think there's anything in America that God wants to change? Are you ready to get in the line whose behavior is going to guarantee that it happens? Or would you rather be a means of continuity? I, maybe we need another word. Maybe we need a Word like revolution. I don't care what you call it. I want God to do it, and God wants to do it. And when he has enough cooperation not to blow everybody's mind, he will do it. And there will be a sense among a group of people, I don't know what's going on, but I know we are on our way to the manifestation of the presence of God like the world has never seen it because that is God's will and I'm believing it. I believe that he can. I believe that he wants to. I believe that he will. And if you're going to mark it with certainty, I believe he has. And it shall come to pass. Before they ask, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear the God of the now wants to be allowed by you right here to let him get in the business he wants to get in to revive a church the eyes of which the whole world is on. Well, how'd he go over at... The Moravian Falls place. I said, I don't know. Scares me to death. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. But I know this. We prayed. And they put their lives on the line. And I did too. And we're going to have a bunch of embarrassed people if you don't do something. And I'm just looking back for the mushroom cloud. I, I really don't, at, at this moment, have an idea, a better idea than to just say, God, uh, today, right here, with us. If you've got a better idea, name it. I'll go there next. If not now, when? If not here, where? If not us, 
Who? Somebody ask what these, what this tape was here for. I don't know. Oh, it's the camera view. Well, I thought it was maybe for those that wanted to see revival. Okay, here we go. God's waiting on folks like you to show off. Show up and show out. I don't know what the tipping point is on God's math. But I think it goes like this, where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am in the midst of them. And I'll pick a time. And I'll say it's now. Agree? So, folks, I'm honest. I do not know what to do. Because this is as far as God led me. So I'm, I'm guessing from here on. Okay? So I think what he wants to do is for one or two to come stand right here and uh, just people come and get a little closer and we'll start praying. And, and maybe somebody here needs to get saved and it'd be a real good time for you to get saved because then you could be in the way instead of out of the way. So if you don't get saved, you're going to get the hell scared out of you. Okay. Okay. Come on, just stand here. Just stand here. God, you do your work. All right, it's open, folks. It's open. It's open. It's open. It's open. So come on now. Open. It's open. It's open. God... You said if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their lands. We know that's an old promise, and we've worn it out, but God, it's still there in the book. And I pray that as people push in right now, push on in, push on in, push on in. Push on in. Jesus. God, clean me up. Yes. Wash me yes. out. Yes. Bring me into sanctification. Whatever it is, clear it up. Clear it up. Get all the yes. sludge out of me. Right. Anything that's not of you. Come I on. don't want it in me. Come on. I only want you in me. Come on. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. God Almighty. Open the hatch. We're in darkness, Put the pig God. in. Yes, and let it run through yes, this pipe. Oh, God, do it. Hallelujah. Get all the sludge out of it. God, move. You know what to do. 
you don't need our instruction. You just need to be God. Right now, Lord, right now, I decree that something has begun that will not end. And we will pray for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. We're going to get on this vehicle. We're going to get in this bus. We're going to get on this platform. We're going to get on this kingdom train. We're going to say, your kingdom, your kingdom come. Yes, in Jesus' name. There it goes. There it goes. We caught that self-hate from the devil. He hates himself. In Jesus' name, we stand against every demon power that operates in this neighborhood, in this area, to deflate the promises of God, to question the Word of God. Come, Holy Spirit, right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Do it, Lord. Do it. Do it. I pray that right now you'd take the blinders off. I pray right now you'd take, you'd take the expectation off. You'd just remove barriers in our lives. All of us here. All of us here. Not just, not just these here. Freedom me because we're just, we're visiting. We're here in the presence of God because you brought us here. Now come Lord. You know every person here right now. I pray that there will not be one person who will walk out lost. I pray that you'd show them a salvation of God. Victory in that salvation. I pray that they'll find somebody and lead them to Christ right now. Lord, whatever repentance needs to be made, maybe publicly to some group, maybe uh, this one over here, that one over there, we just want to be before you now. Now, Lord, you said you would. You said you wanted to. You said we needed to believe you could. And you told us to believe you, you have. And I want to declare that this is no, this is no session where you've deceived us, where you've tricked us. We believe you've spoken to us. We believe something has happened in the strong, wonderful name of Jesus. We want to stand in your presence right now. We'll stand in your presence right now. Spirit of prophecy. Somebody with a prophetic word. Somebody with a... The Lord's breaking pride! Yes. Yes, in Jesus' name. Declare it. Orphan spirit. It goes in Jesus' name. We'll tolerate these no longer in Jesus' name. We agree they're gone. Go to hell. That's where you came from. Every demon power in Jesus' name. Every disease that has been inflicted by demons right now. Every brain disease. Every issue. Every doubt. Every fear. Every, every stronghold. Attack every stronghold in Jesus' name. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Yes, that begins over this neighborhood now, yes. now, Amen. in every home, in every store, in every schoolroom, yes. all everywhere, Lord, move. I thank you right now The strongholds are being uh, dis, uh, undone. They're, they're, yes. they're, they're being destroyed in Jesus' name. And every, every 
imagination cast down, every lie system broken apart, and every high thing put down. Lord, in the atmosphere, strike falsehood. There's so much trash, so much, so much emotional trash. Right now, in Jesus' name, we come against high things that are assaulting our government. We pray against all this foolishness over television. Lord, I, I, I'm not one to give you ideas. You have the right ideas. But I believe it's time for a God thing. Public, so strong that the fear of God comes over a whole populace, over a whole television uh, firm station, over a whole, over a whole uh, section of our country. Lord, you may want to attack right in the middle of Wall Street. You may want to do this in, 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 in Facebook. You want to, Lord God, we release you in Jesus' name to be God and start right here with us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, right now, we put ourselves on the line. Lord, what next? We need to say amen, leave. Lord, that's up to you. But we're not going to lose this. We say yes to you. We say a resounding yes. There's something we need to do. Before we leave, we'll do it. Lord, I've done as much as I know to do. Didn't know to do all of this. So come, Holy Spirit, come. Clarify now in every life that has made a commitment. Lord, I'm in. I'm in. Do anything you want with me, anywhere you want to do it, with whom you want to do it. I yield myself to you. I will not back up. I will not compromise with the enemy. In Jesus' name, I am in. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Come, Lord. Come. Come. I just pray over these right here. You know every one of them. You know every one of them. As we end the service, if we are to end it, it will not be ended. The Spirit will continue. Somebody needs to be healed here today. Somebody has been. If you have been, report it. God's moving. So just let him. Let him. See, one of the things, if you're going to seek the kingdom first, you don't ask yourself what's next. <laughs> you say, God, I'm seeking the kingdom. What's next? Seek the kingdom. How? Where? Jesus' name. How many people have with a, you're conscious of an illness and you want to be healed? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Lord, here 25 people need to be healed. Would you touch them right now? Would you turn around and find somebody with a lifted hand? And may they be touched in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. Touch, heal in Jesus' name. Touch in the name of Jesus. Let healing flow. Let healing flow in Jesus' name to every extremity, everything internal, everything external, in the mind, in the brain, in the heart, in the pancreas, in Jesus' name, all around, all through. Just receive it right now. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. 
Just be touched right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Watch him. Catch him. Catch him. It's all right. Jesus' name. Catch him, Lord. Just touch him. From head to toe, healing. Healing of the mind. Healing of the body. Healing of everything. In Jesus' name. The power of God comes right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Touch him right now. Jesus' name. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, all through. All through. Jesus. Lord, we don't want a fever followed by a chill. We want the heartbeat of God through this place right now. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is that. This is that that was mentioned. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And there will be prophecies and humility and the power of God flowing in Jesus' name. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I want to decree that God has established in this place among this people a beachhead. Heaven invades earth. And that will be interpreted and given light. So come Holy Spirit, come, come. Choose from among these young men and young women, such as will be leaders when we who are old, we are old or worn out, can only utter a go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Don't hesitate. Go all the way. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Let me just sing you a little chorus. There's a new wind blowing. Hallelujah. There's a new wind blowing in this place. There's a new wind blowing, hallelujah, and it's full of spirit power and saving grace. Would you sing that with me? There's a new wind blowing, hallelujah, there's a new wind blowing in this place. There's a new wind blowing, hallelujah, and it's full of spirit power, and it's full of spirit power and saving grace.
Now listen, just this, and then pastor comes. This is my prayer for every person here. That you will have accelerated kingdom understanding. So you've said yes to that. And God begins it right now. You're going to read the Bible, but you're going to pick up a new Bible. You're going to see kingdom from cover to cover. You're going to see kingdom that you want to seek. You're going to see kingdom that you, you'll inevitably want to seek. You're going to wake up in the morning having been spoken to by the spirit who never sleeps to your spirit that never sleeps. And you'll be a kingdom learner. A kingdom disciple. A kingdom... You'll be a, a, you'll be a, a victim of, of kingdom... In Jesus' name, I give you the kingdom virus. There's no cure. Secondly, we'll have this, this prayer. I pray that you will have elevated kingdom anointing. Elevated kingdom. Don't ever try to do anything without anointing anymore. Don't ever do anything the best you can. You can beat the best you can do. The best you can do has never been the best you can do. The best you can do is get God in it with you, and God does it. In Jesus' name. Thirdly, I pray that you will have precisional, exacting kingdom Awareness, kingdom revelation, and right now, that wisdom comes. Yeah. You're going to be able to look at something without your mind operating, and you're going to understand it. And finally, I pray for you to have unerring, accurate kingdom articulation. You're going you're to start talking to somebody this week about the kingdom, and you're going to come up with something you never heard in your life. Yeah, it works. All right, look at me. Thank you. Thank you for letting me stumble through this. Never done anything like it in my life. Why me? Why here? I, I began to pray that prayer a couple of years ago. And something began to happen in me. I said, God, what, what's going on? He said, I'm answering your prayer. I said, I haven't prayed for myself. He said, when I call you to pray for others, wouldn't it be nice if I went ahead and did it in you the first time you prayed it? Can I go on with it now? 
So I bless you with kingdom virus. I bless you with kingdom hunger. I bless you with an undying anointing to seek the kingdom. You don't have to know what it is. You don't have to have it explained to you. You have an inner anointing and you and the kingdom have come together. I command the proof of the kingdom of God to come through every life in this room. You'll have to deal with it. Amen? Yeah. And you're going to find yourself to be anointed and understanding and to have revelation and to be able to talk about it. Your kids are going to teach you about the kingdom. Little children will lead them. Praise the Lord.